Welcome to Cool Sword Blogcast. America may be a bit crazy, but the crazies don't speak for America. Unless you're a Democrat, of course. How's that working out for you, Bud Light? Do you really think a Super Bowl commercial is going to make any difference to the people you refuse to apologize to? You know, your customers? Oh, let's be fair. There are plenty of Republicans who are convinced that arguing on Facebook is a blow for freedom. Well, okay, so maybe it is a little. But really, do you think calling people names on social dysfunctional media is going to change hearts and minds? Honey, not vinegar, is the bait for flies. Besides, just like our Democrat brothers, there will come a day when we have to eat our words. Better sweet than sour, capiche? The fun part of America is that we can have knock-down drag-out fights over the dangdest things, and then go have a beer together. We had a nice, quiet patch of politics there for a while, and we're a bit out of practice. Mostly, we scare the crap out of our own kids who've never seen live people fuss over things without escalating it into a tragedy. Video games may not be a great way to raise your kids. Just saying. Not America's first mistake and won't be our last. We have a habit of finding out if it works or not by trying it. We can tell you not to try that with electricity and gunpowder. Don't ask us how we know. In a way, being raucous and free-willing is a big advantage. We're next to impossible to predict. Every time other countries are convinced we're doomed, we stand up, shake off the dirt, and ask if they want to go out for a beer. The Aussies are our closest cousins in that respect, but I think we confuse them as well when we do the exact same thing in our political sphere. American tolerance for chaos is unrivaled. The truth is, we aren't chaotic. We have a political system that is a rigorous mix of boxing ring, trampoline, and baseball diamond. Looks crazy and the rules are weird, but everyone gets a chance to play, and we all go to the barbecue afterwards. The American system is designed to prevent tyranny and to allow discourse. I'm pretty sure the Founding Fathers knew exactly how raucous discourse would tend to get. They'd all met Ben Franklin. They hashed out our Constitution in a little courthouse without A.C. in the middle of summer, and no one died. The fact that they didn't kill each other was miraculous enough, but that they they in the same time came up with the best Constitution in history while seriously wanting to go anywhere else. Did I mention that the summers are hot and humid? All of that is nigh unto an actual act of God. We do get our political DNA honest. The pictures in the museums don't do the Founding Fathers justice. None of them look like they could survive a bar fight. Truth is, some of them would start it and almost all could and would finish it. Don't let the Whigs fool you. Those boys were tough. Which is why they designed a lovely civil system that could handle a bar fight or two itself. U.S. polity can be all dressed up and civilized, and it can be bare-knuckled and bare-chested, often within minutes of each other. This really is normal. The only way to prevent tyranny was to balance between the various political forces. Not just the powers between the branches of government, but power between the Fed and state governments, between the people and the Fed, the people and the states, and whatever else happened to show up. 
The system had to be vigorous enough to handle disputes and stupidity, civility and anger, and the occasional bar fight. Oddly enough, it works, because we can have those fights in the halls of Congress, rather than on the battlefield. And if you really don't like a law, you can get it changed. That's a fantastic ability. Everyone gets to be heard, even if the decision isn't the one they want. Often that's enough. A fair hearing soothes the sting of the loss. If not, there's always round two. We have a lot of ways to fight our government, as well as each other. So yes, we're a bit crazy. But there's crazy, and there's actually crazy. We're not that, nor do the actual crazy speak for us. This is another reason America is often read wrong, sometimes even by Americans. We do fuss and fight a lot. Telling a fuss from a dangerous fight can be hard sometimes, especially considering how raucous we really are. The occasional bloody nose is just an excuse to buy an extra round. Once you see guts, uh, it's time to call the ambulance. But the proverbial guts are hard to see, so yeah, it's understandable that people think America is in decline and we're about to have a civil war and collapse is imminent. Understandable, but wrong. The 2020s do bear a striking resemblance to another period of American history, the 1960s. Only difference is that today's upheaval is a faint shadow of its 1960s counterpart. Real race riots, Watts. Real college campus protest, Kent State. You know, the kind where the cops aren't there just to make sure that the protesters don't get splinters from their signs. Actual terrorist incidents on U.S. soil. Whether underground and the Black Panthers, just to get you started, yes, you have to look it up yourself. And everyone's favorite Cuban Missile Crisis were lovely additions to the three infamous political assassinations of JFK, MLK, and RFK. Tell us, boomers, again how bad you have it. We could use the chuckle. I know, the 60s were only three pages in your history textbook in school, and two of those were pictures of college kids in tie-dye. Remember this when your grandkids only associate the 2020s with Taylor Swift. Hopefully you'll have improved education by then, assuming you figured out which bathroom to use. Otherwise, be ready for the dumb looks when you mention smartphones. However, the point is that we've seen this movie before, and it, this remake is really pretty lame. I mean, you don't even have a good trailer for it. Remember what I said about the U.S. system being robust? This kind of controlled insanity is pretty much par for the course in U.S. politics. The major parties probably won't survive, but the system and the country will be just fine. Don't feel bad for the parties. We'll just form new ones. It'll be fine. The same level of internal turmoil would rock most governments and topple quite a few. It's just an average Tuesday for the U.S., Totalitarian governments like China and Russia can't take this kind of internal spin cycle. Most parliamentary governments can only tolerate it slightly better since they can quickly change governments. Uh, that government there is the American equivalent of an administration. But they really don't like it. We wonder when we're going out for beer. America is insanely tolerant of internal strife. It's a feature, not a bug. 
It also confuses the heck out of other countries who couldn't possibly survive half of what the U.S. considers normal. This is why Russia and China think the U.S. is on the verge of collapse. They wish! It also confuses the college kids whose parents got ripped off sending them to Ivy League and other so-liberal-their-brains-fall-out institutions. Having grown up in politically a politically tranquil period and emotional bubble wrap, they, too, expect the U.S. to come apart at the seams. Don't worry. Their grandparents have been there, done that. The boomers outgrew the 60s. Zoomers will outgrow the 20s. It'll only take 30 years or so for them to figure out how stupid they were. Ask us how we know. <laughs>